Preeti Chibber. And I'm Jen Northington. And this is Tar Valin or Bust, a Wheel of Time podcast. We are rereading the books, talking about our favorite and not-so-favorite moments, and digging into all things Wheel of Time. And this is our dive into episode four of the Wheel of Time TV show, The Dragon Reborn, written by Wayne Yip. Preeti, I have five and a half pages of notes about yeah. this episode. <laughs> I have a lot of notes. So um, I, I, I hope like... you're all ready for this. <laughs> there is, I will say, so like when we got the like location tag, so it opens and it's like Gelden or Gil, yeah. however you want to say Gelden. Gelden is I how like, Moiraine says it. <laughs> I was like, I better pull out my map. <laughs> I like picked up the book. I was like, where is this? <laughs> And it was, it was I did not bother. <laughs> yeah, I just I figured they kept being like, yeah, they were just like, yeah, there's war in the South. I'm like, oh, probably the South. I know, but I still was like, I want to know this. <laughs> uh, okay. Before we get into the specifics, I have a question for you. Sure. Do you think that the channeling, like the visible things that we're seeing with channeling, are we meant to understand those as visible just for the viewer or are we seeing the same thing that the characters see? Because I originally thought that it was visible to everyone, but now this episode has made me reconsider. I think it is visual to anyone who can channel. Hmm. Interesting. That's what I think. Okay. All right. Which would track? Yeah. Well, okay. We'll get more into it when it comes up in our uh, okay. notes okay, here. Okay, okay. But uh, so, so yeah. So yeah, we so start in Gildan, <laughs> a little bit south of Amon's Field. <laughs> this is the Logain fight to the south, which happens in the first book, but we don't see any of it. Like all of this stuff is off screen in that first book. Yeah, and it's wild to me that they were like, you know what needs another POV is this show. <laughs> I know, right? I, like, what? I like, let's, like, let's complicate this further. Right? <laughs> like, I, I mean, I will say the the guy who's playing Logan is, like, pretty hot, so I'm not bad about it. He is great. He's, he's, like, both nice to look at and is doing a great job with the role I think and it is he is an interesting character like if you're gonna pick a, a non-POV character to drag to the forefront he's an interesting choice right uh, the the actor's name is Alvaro Morte um I was like if we, we should know his name but I agree with you I feel like if you're going to add somebody in Loghain makes sense because he can do a lot of work for the audience for contextualizing the idea of like the Aes Sedai and how they how they as a whole feel about men who can channel. Yeah, and also what the experience of being a man who can channel is. Yes. So yes, there's that. I agree. But I um, it is a, like <laughs> there's so many just like the last episode, there's so many cut scenes, like cut, 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 cut in this. It's, it's too a lot. It's, it's yeah. uh, we'll get to that, but like it's too I I feel like they're like prolonging this idea of like I like the introduction of this idea of Logan as like a a 
I don't, would you say it's like a red herring? Cause he's yeah. Not, right. Yeah. As like a red herring for it, just in terms of like impact mm-hmm. for who is the dragon reborn. Mm-hmm. But it, I feel like in service to this like mystery that they are continuing to push, like we're four episodes in. Yeah. It's a little frustrating because it feels like they're like, oh, we have to be even in our storytelling because we don't want to tip our hand by like giving anybody more focus than anyone else. But like we don't need it. Yeah. Well, that and also I will say and I am like torn on this. This show is fucking with us as viewers who have read the books. Yes. But in the way that it's like twisting around what we know to be true we'll get into that more also but this episode is just like oh you think you know what happens let me fuck with you some more like but it's good I I feel like I'm like very happy with like the movement of this adaptation because it does feel like I don't I like I I don't like when things are like just just replicating the scenes of no I agree yeah right like I don't want just like a a carbon copy of what's on the page. I want an adaptation. Like if you were, if realistically speaking, I could have a world in which this television show was going to run 13 seasons and get 23 episodes per season. (laughs) Fine. I want everything. Right. We're getting eight at best. with Like seven to eight episodes. Like, okay, I will take like an adaptation. True to the word. So like into it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're making interesting choices with some of these changes, although I also hate a few things. So we'll get to that. Um, uh, yeah. All right. So anyway, so Logan, there's like we open with this. It's Gildan. It's a war. Everybody's like running. The king there's is being. King. Yeah, he's being <laughs> escorted. We know he's the king They call because they call him a king. Um, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, keep keep going. We'll stop him. And then we see Logan. And he's like channeling and it's it's like black tinted channeling. Yeah. I like so I it's a mix. It's not just yes. yes. It's not just black. There is there are threads of white in there. Um I think the visual is very, very cool. Yeah. Uh I do think and this is just a uh general thing it's like this fr- like and this is jordan i mean this they can't fix this but the this idea of just relying on the visual cue of like dark is bad and white is good is like uh, yeah like yeah over it yeah and like there's not really i feel like maybe they could have been done something a little more interesting with it yeah but it does look, look red or bloody or something i don't know there's like like i know like i'm sure they were like we don't want to associate the power with any one color because the yeah right, right. they could have done like orange there's no sure. orange Aja, <laughs> right Purple. yeah they could have they could have done something but cyan. they didn't cyan, <laughs> the cyan aja i'm sorry <laughs> Oh the 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 male the tainted puce. half of the source the puce is... Aja. <laughs> the tainted half of the source is puce. <laughs> or it could have been like no, yeah, it could have been like kind of like an oil slick situation. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, that's just a thing. Okay, but here's another that's, thing I wanted yeah. I want to note about his channeling. He yeah. does not really use his hands, no, whereas he does not. we see the women use their hands so freaking much, yes. especially in this episode. And I just I'm also like, is that are they like doing a thing here? Like, 
what are they doing with this? Because um, as we know from the books, hand use has nothing to do with using the power. And so... So you have not seen episodes five and six yet, but I have. And so uh, I, I'm going to try to have this conversation in a way where I'm not talking about anything in five and six. <laughs> um <laughs> But I will say our fears of that sort of notion of like, oh, like we talked about the ableism yeah. of the idea of an Aes Sedai having her hands cut off, not being able to channel were uh, unfounded. Okay. All right. Well, there's that. Um, good. They do. They do uh, talk about that and explain sort of a little bit further. Hmm. So I don't think they're doing like a big thing here, but I think it does matter that he is not using his hands. Yes. Like just in yeah. terms of like, the show has shown us so starkly what channeling looks like when Moiraine does it. Mm -hmm. And this is so, so different. Yeah. So I think it has to matter just from that perspective. Yeah, yeah. All right, so anyway, so then he and the king have this whole confrontation, right? They do, and I want, like, so we're, we're here. He has this, like, great line where the guy's like, you'll never get the crown. And he goes, the crown? What does a crown mean to the dragon reborn? And his yeah. line delivery is so good. And I was like, I kind of wish you were the dragon I reborn. I did find myself wishing multiple times in the scene because he like has the opportunity to kill the king. He doesn't. He has these like voices whispering to him that Ooh, he's yes, going to betray so you. And then like you actually see them sort of get made out of like the channeling yeah. stuff and like on either side of him like whispering to him and he's like a little bit in conversation with them but he's not doing the things that they're telling him to do he's like he 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 like makes the king drop his dagger and then he gives it back to him and it's like there's a place next like for anyone with me and he also says again we see this you know idea of like the dragon reborn means different things to different people he's like the Aes Sedai forget that the dragon is just as likely to save the world as break it like I mean to bind mm -hmm. it and I got chills when he said that line yeah it's so good. It's it's so, so, so good. I have a question for you, mm. though. Okay. He says, the Aes Sedai are afraid the dragon will, quote, will, will break the world, throw us back thousands of years like the last one did. Have Can you remember if the books have ever referred to the breaking as a regression? Like, specifically, at, like, that people acknowledge that they had progress taken away by the breaking of the world, that it wasn't just chaos. I think yes, because when you, especially when you like hear about like the age of legends and like all of the things they had and how we don't have any of those things anymore. And like the scenes that we but saw I mean, during the aisle testing of like, they no, had, I think we like, saw hover it. cars yes, I, and shit. No, no, no. Yeah. I think it was a regression. Oh, I, see. I was wondering if specifically any of the characters like Moiraine or like anyone who, whenever they refer to the breaking, recognize it actually as such, as like a, a like, because I just think, it, I just found it very interesting that they put it out there yeah. like this because yeah. the, the books don't contextualizes it in that way until you get to book four where you really see what it means. Yeah. Like you really see what society looks like prior to the breaking of the world. And it was a, a very intensive regression that happened. But I don't know that like the average person who knows that the breaking happened knows that they used to have hover cars, right? Like right. that's kind of yeah. what I mean. I think that's a I think that's a pretty intense detail that they slipped into a piece of dialogue. 
Yeah, I guess I guess if I'm thinking back more specifically, I feel like people have said things like, oh, so much has been lost, but are not yes. specific about like, is that just knowledge? Is it technology? Like technology is not usually named. No. So so that's a fair that's a fair point. Yeah, I just was like, hmm, that's that's curious. Mm, mm. I also wonder if so like the way they had these manifestations of madness with the man and the woman out of shape of the power um mm-hmm. i was like this is curious because we haven't seen it like the book does not present the madness in such a fashion no but no. it well it does seem well what 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 well they do there are voices there are voices in, i'm talking specifically yeah. the like sort of that's like so the embodied this, mm-hmm. yeah this I see. to me was a way to get that across sort of uh to show us these like those the way the madness was presented in book one which was not necessarily voices but was like these inexplicable awkward strange character shifts mm-hmm. that rand mm-hmm. went through like when it remember mm-hmm. when he's like in barrelon and like fucking with those white cloaks yeah 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 and there's yeah. no there's no like deliberate shift in the pov you just notice that he's acting out of character as a reader and that was something right. they're like these pieces of the book that are lost because we're not getting those pov that this was a way to bring that in i guess which i i don't hate i mean it's different although also when you think about the very first man we see who can channel which is the the nameless dude who's running away from leandrin in the Mm -hmm. opening of episode one and his person is a fully formed human yeah it's not some abstract so there's they're actually showing us a couple of different versions of this already. Yeah, no, that's very, very true. Ooh. Ooh, I like it. I like <laughs> this world building. I think they're I think they're being very thoughtful about how they're presenting these things, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, yeah. So then, okay, so I think that we're done with that scene, right? Yeah, I think so. Other than Logan like hotly saves the king. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, I did, I did have one other thing to say. There are a lot of different accents happening, which yeah. I appreciate because in a lot of fantasy dramas and historical fantasy, especially everybody's British, like everybody is British. And we have seen there's a lot of British English accents of various kinds, but we're seeing some other European accents, certainly. And I hope that will continue to be a theme. Like I would, I hope that we will see more and more different geographies uh, represented accent wise. Yeah. I think it's, it's, you know, it's like um, Diego Luna talking about being able to use his actual speaking voice in Star Wars. Yes. And like how important that was that he was able to do that and was able to like represent that portion of people who fucking love Star Wars just as much as everyone else. So then we have the opening credits and then we are in an Aes Sedai camp with Nynaeve who is like not delighted with her No, life I right love now. it. She <laughs> hates them. She hates them so much. And Lan is like Lan, Lan is like I love you. Yeah, they like have really pulled both Lan's character development and then these two's like interaction story arc way forward, which I'm here for personally. Right? Like, I think it's such a smart move because Lan, 
like he's there in the first books, obviously, and he's very important in the first books. But that personality comes out in such infrequent bursts. Mm. And this is just so endearing to watch Daniel Henney, like, obviously be so interested in this woman because <laughs> she's so contrary and she bested him. And, like, oh, I love it. I love everything about it. And he's, like, chatty and has friends. Like, what? It's really I sweet. It. I like the shift in, like, kind of the warder culture. Like, there's yeah. so, like, stoic and boring in those first books. <laughs> Not to put too fine a point on it. (laughs) But, like, here you're just, like, you guys are so, like, genial. And, like, you have a brotherhood. And I just, I really like it. I'm very into it. Yeah, same, same. So, yeah, so she's, like, lurking around. uh, And then Moiraine is getting healed by an Aes Sedai named Kareni, who I don't remember from the books. So, Kareni is definitely in a new spring. Um, Yeah. As is her warder, Stepin, who will show up in a little while. Um, that's where, but this is, they, they've they pulled her forward, I think. Like, I don't okay. think she's actually shows up in the books. Like, I think she was in a new spring. I don't remember what her role was or any of that. So, like, we'll get to that when we read a new spring. <laughs> um, but I thought it was interesting to see how the channel, the channeling to heal Moiraine was like coming out of her chest. Oh yeah, I did notice right? that as well. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. I really, I feel like the channeling, the way they're presenting it, is so interesting, and I, I feel like they put a lot of thought into what it would look like from every single person, which gives me hope for the way it's going to look like from like different societies. Mm. Like I'm very mm. excited to see kind of how the wise ones channel and like how the sea folk channel if we get to see that. Um, yeah, they might, they might cut that out. Who knows? It's a very sh- <laughs> it's not a lot of time they have to work with. No, it's true. It's true. But I agree that that is that is super interesting. Uh, so so Karenny and Moiraine have this whole conversation because Moiraine's like, oh, you shouldn't be drained by a little healing like you're super strong. And Karenny says, well, it's shielding Logan that's draining me. And obviously Moiraine is like, take me to him. So <laughs> right. She, I love it. She's like, I want to meet this false dragon. Yeah. <laughs> so good it's good so they go they have him in this cave and when they get in there we see leandrin and alana alana i don't know how to i say, say alana okay alana Bianca and they're Bose, sitting who is awesome. yes who's so good she's so, so good. good so so yeah so and and Kareni is saying like only we three are strong enough to do it and we have to do it in pairs and uh and 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 then also we hear at this point about how or maybe it's later somebody says something about it's weird to not be able to see him channeling and I'm like oh right you can't see it oh that's why I was like asking that- at the top of the show because they they cannot see his weaves and I don't think, okay. and we know from the books that he can't see theirs. Right. Okay. Let's put, okay. Okay. Hold <laughs> on. Let's put a pin in this until okay. the next okay. episode. Okay. Like make, okay. Make a note because I want to okay. pick this back up in a later recording because I have thoughts, but they are not relevant here. I think for the purposes of here, I think it stands to say, like, 
men will likely be able to see men channel and women can right. see women channel. Right, right. Uh, okay, so let's see. What else? Um, well, I don't understand that because. No, never mind. <laughs> we'll we'll come back to this. We'll come back. Yeah, we're we're yeah. putting a pin in it. Oh right, yeah. and then they have this argument about bringing him to trial, uh, mm-hmm. or not. Like Leandrin is like he's too strong. We're wasting our strength. Like which, oh, Leandrin. She has her braids though. Did you notice? She. I did notice. I literally have a note here that says Leandrin's braids. <laughs> yep, same. Mine are. Ooh, Leandrin does have all those braids. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, she just it's I do like how this actress is playing Leandrin like she yes. sucks so bad but she she's does. so she's so good at it like yeah when she's like a uh, plan after your own heart we crept into his camp and shielded oh, yeah. him while, he's, while he slept and that's my reign for you selfless to a fault I was like, yeah. you're such a bitch. Yeah, right. Because Moiraine is like, I'll help. I'm healed up enough. Like, let me share the burden. And Leandrin's like, oh, Moiraine, always so helpful. Right? It's so good. But so when Moiraine, Moiraine clearly struggles, right, to, like, get the yeah. shielding, to, like, do it. Yeah. And Leandrin says, like, you feel it now. That's only half his power. And they are, like, really positioning Loghain in this, like, very big way. Mm-hmm. It gets Which, even worse later on, um, oh my, but yeah. we'll we'll get to that. So yep. then we go back outside, right to the and the and Lan is training with Stefan, yeah. and they're like chatting. <laughs> Can I say my, my? I was like, first of all, thank you, Rafe Judkins, for this scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great. Uh, and they're talking about how uh, the Amaryllin seed is supposedly furious with Moraine yes! and like ready to bring her and Lan home. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then we get. No, the... no wait. Hold oh, on. Okay. Hold on. Because I like. <laughs> Stefan is like, I've never really understood your taste in emphatic ellipses, <laughs> traveling companions. And it like cuts to Nynaeve. And right. Lan is like, she's not a companion. She's like barely company. And I was like, <laughs> Such oh. a good line. <laughs> like, okay, Mr. King of Malkir. Like, can you relax? <laughs> Mr. Manners over here. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Just like, buddy, you doth protest too much. <laughs> Right, so then we go to uh, Stepin and Kareni yes. talking. Mm-hmm. This this cracked me up actually because they're like talking about how like Moiraine won't say anything to anybody, and I was like, that is not the Moiraine right. we have seen on right. screen. She tells everybody everything. Every- <laughs> she's just like, yeah, but it does set up this idea of like she's not telling her sisters anything. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting, especially considering how loose-lipped she was with these, like, four <laughs> idiot children. <laughs> like, she, like, her sisters don't know she's looking for the dragon reward. But she straight up just tells these, like, kids she lost. Which, by the way, why Why do you think – did we talk about this already? I can't remember. But, like, why didn't – why did they take away the coin thing? I do wonder about that. I was wondering if they were going to try to make a bigger deal about, like – Nynaeve's connection to Egwene or like uh or people she's healed or I don't know I don't know I don't know maybe they wanted to make it harder for them to find each other I don't know they already gave a reason that they couldn't go after them 
right. which was that Moiraine needed to be healed. Like yeah. we already had that reason. And then it would be simple enough to be like, oh, they're they're on their way to Tarvalin. Like we'll see them there. Right. So I just right. it felt very strange to me. Yeah, to no, I agree. Choice. Like it pulls I... away some of her power, the the power structure where she has so much more power than they do. But I don't mm. I don't know to what end. Yeah, I got nothing. Um Yeah, so they're having this conversation. Um and then I love Stefan being like, Yeah, Lance just as bad. <laughs> I'm like, I've seen him say so many things to you. But this is the sort of introduction, I think, of like the tower factions. Yeah, yeah. Because and like- then Leandrin right. is getting traction, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of, like, Leandrin is trying to get everybody on board to, like, gentle Loghain without a trial. And mm-hmm. Steppen says that, like, you know, that's rumor has it they've been doing this all over the countryside. Right? Yeah. Ooh. Ugh. Which we know to be true from the scene that we saw at the beginning of the first episode. And yep. then... But Karenny is like, she would even she wouldn't go against the Amerlin. And Stefan's uh, like, the Amerlin is not here. That's such a good line, too. Do you think they are going to do a thing where like Leandrin and Aleda are like sort of the same? Like they're gonna like compress those two. Oh. It's like Aleda and Leandrin are not dissimilar. In yeah, but book. one is a dark friend and one is not. Well, which we is don't a pretty... know if Aleda is or not, although I don't well, I don't I don't because yeah. I don't remember, and I don't really right. want her to be because I think that's too on the yeah. nose. But also, maybe they're just—I don't know. I don't know because they can't. Because Leandrin is a dark sister, so she can't be the one who takes the stole, right? I but they but might I, do that differently too. That's true. Maybe they'll do that differently. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So many questions. Uh, okay, let's see. But anyway, I just want to say I do like the relationship that these two have because we're yes. seeing a bunch of different kinds of Aes Sedai warder bonds. Like we yeah. see Moiraine and Lan's bond, which is a very like. They're very platonic, but they like they don't really joke around with each other. Like there's one joke that I that we see between them. That's even like half of a joke, but clearly other warder and I said I pairs have like some have romantic relationships and some are like yep. old grizzled companions kind of thing. And it's nice to see those variations. Yeah, I agree. I think they did a really good job sort of referencing all of those pieces. Um, yeah. Ugh, and then we get to the tinkers. <laughs> And like the, I don't want to say it that way. I don't. I mean, my biggest note from this section is that I really love the wagons. <laughs> That's my <laughs> note. Well, I I, I, <laughs> I like like how Perrin doesn't trust them, and we yeah. don't know why. But I love Egwene in that moment. Is like, look, if either of us feels like we need to go, we'll go. Like yeah. there is none of this like being contrary for for contrariness sake or this idea right. of like they can't talk because one is a man and one is a woman like right. they very much in a partnership and Egwene is like we're in this together mm-hmm. um, and then the other thing is I guess it's Tar Valon well according to I think it's an accent again an accent thing the the travelers have some more like Irishy kind of accent yeah, that's I think true. going the, on the, the actor who plays uh, Aram is Irish yeah, so I think that I think that's just like an in-world difference of pronunciation. Because right. I was like Tarvalon, I'm not <laughs> saying that. 
Well, that's not how anybody else has said it either. So um. <laughs> I think it's just sort of like this weird, tr- like this is where I'm talking about of like this unnecessary need to like spend equal time with people. Yeah. Like we didn't, this scene could have been folded into another tinker scene. Like we didn't Absolutely. need it to be cut here. No. Just- and it's so short. It's so, it's like four seconds. Like, is it yeah. just there to like, yeah, Aram is super charming and su- Aram is actually distractingly good looking. I, like, <laughs> I was like, you were, this is too much, sir. Like, dial it back. Much. Dial it back. Like it's, Egwene, I get it. I get it. Uh, so yeah, so then basically nothing happens. Like they have a conversation about trust and the wagons are there and the tinkers are like, here we go. And, and then, then they're they lie, going. They do lie to Aram about being from Whitebridge in this moment. Oh, well, then she that. tries. Or that she was tries. hysterical. And he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very sure. good, it's a very good character moment for him. It is. It was, it was very, it was very funny and very nice. Yeah. Um, and then we get to Matt, Rand, and Tom who are in the forest after running away from from Dana. Uh right. the dark friend. Right. And Matt's horse is being weird, and Rand is actually being like the uber suspicious. What like, about Tom? Of, of, well, yeah, about Tom. He's like, yeah. I don't trust him. It's Why like, is he helping no. us? What if he's a dark friend who like is distracting us to do deliver us a dark friend? And Matt is like, wow, okay. Like this is new for you. <laughs> but it makes sense considering Rand is the one who was like burned by Dana, right? Like, well, that's Rand a is, good point. Like Rand is the one who trusted this person. And then she was like, surprise, <laughs> I'm a dark friend. So from Rand's perspective, he's like, all right, officially now, if I don't know you, you might be a <laughs> dark friend it's true and he didn't have the bonding moments with tom that matt did so it does actually stand to reason right Uh, like i feel like it made a lot of sense and like this is also a very weirdly short scene though oh yeah it takes because all all that this sets up is that matt is like okay but she said five like who could the fifth be and And then then it fucking cuts to logan's face i was like what (laughs) yes yes I have all caps notes about that cut. Same, same. It's oh, is Logan the fifth one? But like they would never. Like at at the same time, like it's a very strong cut and it's a very like strong moment to elicit and a like a response from the audience. But like the second, if you have read the books, that you take a second, you're like, oh no, they're not. They would never. Like they would I also, never. I also think by the time this episode ends, they've they've like been like, just kidding. That's not yeah. it. Um, so you know, we'll yeah. get to that. Yes. But but uh, yeah. It, so it this was... is actually nice too. Oh. <laughs> no no Go no. Ahead. Oh, this is where. Wait, what's actually nice? This Alana and Moiraine like having this like conversation about their relationship and also other things oh yeah 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 I mean this is where Moiraine says a thing like I always knew oh, women yes. couldn't see men's weaves like this is where she says it right because um, it turns out I did write it down and I just forgot about <laughs> it because <laughs> I, I watched this episode like two days ago I think um but I I very much like Alana so mm-hmm. I think she's wonderful and perfect in the way that they it's not like in the books where we finally kind of get to meet her where she's we can't tell who she is like she's unsettling in a different way in the show but I I yeah yeah yes I will agree I also think she's sort of 
I like hate to use this word, but I think it's in the way that Jordan is portraying her in the book. She's like this, like quote unquote, oversexed sort of yes. version of an Aes Sedai. And yeah. like, I think in the show, they've really like, she owns her sexuality in this very natural way that is not at all a matter of comment. Yes, I agree. And I, I appreciate that. I think that. you're right. Like, there's yeah. no like, even like, there, there's no like, be nervous about Alana. Like, there's none of that. Right. It's, and they and he like the show gives her so much reason and existence beyond that, which yes. Jordan does not do, right? Like exactly that whole, that whole monologue she gives in this scene where she's like, When I chose green, I thought it was so heroic, the battle Aja, but yes. I never thought I'd see it. Like Ugh. even if that is like info dumpy, like she presents it so, so, so well. Yes. And yes. like to end then when she says, like, what if we need the dragon and we let the reds gentle him? I oh loved it. I know. It's so good. It's so, so good. I agree. The one thing that was like a little bit weird about this scene is this like puppy thing about Moiraine like oh, the having yeah, a dog. The whole, like construct of it was I I was like. Are you trying? But that's like the, I feel like they were trying to do that unsettling thing here, but it was such a weird decision to use that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It, it was just an odd, like, I they, I think they're trying to indicate two things. One, that Alana and Moiraine go by way, way back. And yes. two, that Moiraine is like, has a softer side that we have yet to see. But I feel like it could have been done more smoothly. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was a little, it was a little awkward. But it it works in the sense, not that specific thing doesn't work, but this whole scene works, I yes. think, because by the Agreed. end of it, I love that considering look Moiraine gives her, like she's mm -hmm. she might tell her, except yeah. that then Loghain almost like breaks through. Right, right, right. So they have to they have to re-up their shields, et cetera. And mm -hmm. then this is a great scene too. We switched I, to yeah, Nynaeve eating. <laughs> I love it. And then, like, fucking Leandrin just, like, creeps up like a creep and mispronounces her name. But, like, and mispronounces it how I say it. Yeah. And it's like, I like your brain. I know, right? Ew. I was like, ew, don't talk to her. <laughs> but I like Nynaeve is like, so how well? Or, no. Does Leandrin ask how long uh, Nynaeve is? No, no. It's, no. it's Nynaeve. Right? So, yeah, yeah she's Nynaeve like. Yeah, she uh, she she's like, well, I can tell you want information from me. And maybe if you answer my questions, I'll give it to you. And she asks specifically, like, how long have you known Moira? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Leandrin gets this like, oh, this is good because she she doesn't want Moiraine to have connections no. and friends. So she's like, oh, great. She already doesn't like her. Like, I can work with this. Let me break this. Yeah. And then we Ooh. switch scenes. <laughs> great again to tom matt and rand when they're like trying to decide if they're gonna sneak into this barn and sleep somewhere mm -hmm. on a farm mm -hmm. um when they're found by the farmer and matt we see grab that fucking dagger in the back of his pants yep like immediately but i yeah. did i liked this scene a lot like i thought uh, this is another moment where i feel like they're they're hinting the show, like, yes, they're doing this whole, like, who is the dragon reborn? But they're continuing to throw hints at book readers, like, we know it's Rand. Don't worry, right. it's Rand. Because, <laughs> right, like, in this scene, Rand is the one who keeps the peace. Because the farmer is like, fuck off, I'm going to kill you if you don't go away. Right. And, like, Tom's like, no, no, we're leaving, we're leaving. And Matt's like, we should fight them. 
Okay. <laughs> and Rand's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it is. It does. It it does work. Did you know? I I happened to notice this during the credit sequence. This is the Grinwells. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I didn't I, think so because there's no Elsa Grinwell, but it I, is yeah. the Grinwell. And I'm not I, sad that we're dispensing with Elsa Grinwell. Yeah, for no, the me record. neither. Like I we don't Elsa was just like the stand-in whenever Jordan needed like a recognizable name. Like, yeah. It was just unnecessary. We didn't need it. Yeah. Yeah. So they so they come to this arrangement with the farmer and his wife and, and children that they will get to stay in the barn after mucking it out. Yeah. And then we cut scenes again. And now we're back to Lan. Well, we're technically no. back to Leandrin and Le- Nynaeve. Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, I did like Leandrin on the blue Aja. Like, I'm, I like that we're getting to see these, like, perspectives on the Ajas. Because she's mm-hmm. like, nothing more than little spies who exaggerate their own importance. Yeah. And then I love, like, Lan's like, mind if I join you? Yeah. <laughs> So super cash, just like hanging out. I'll happen to come by. No big I deal. I love it. And Leandrin's like, absolutely not. I'm leaving. Um, which <laughs> I was, I was like a little nervous that they were going to do something with Nynaeve and Leandrin just to like yeah. push it in whatever direction. So I was very happy when Nynaeve was like, that woman is a snake. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, um, <laughs> Nynaeve sees right through her, which is so satisfying. It's refreshing and nice because I feel like sometimes with television shows, you think that the writer is going to fall into this like trap when mm-hmm. even if it doesn't exist in the books, I was like, oh, no, they're going to use this. And thank goodness they didn't. Yeah, agree. And then Lan invites Nynaeve to dinner. Well, <laughs> with I mean, this, his eyes. This, this made me laugh so hard because I was just like, how could anyone resist Daniel Henney when he's <laughs> just being handsome and sitting there and promising to like make good on his on like getting yeah. your friends and finding your friends? Yeah. And then when he's like, "You're welcome to our fire," and then he turns, and he's like, "As long as you promise not to shove anyone into it." <laughs> and Nynaeve does this single eyebrow raise, and I was like, "Oh, oh yes, I love it so much." It's so good. It's so 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 Give good. Me all the Nynaeve and Land scenes, like I am, like I like them in the books, and it's like when we get the like, I think we've gotten though like three actual scenes of the two of them in thousands of pages so (laughs) here I'm like yes put it just all of it I will take all of it put it all on screen all the time yeah yeah I agree I agree uh and then we switch scenes again so many short short (sighs) to the tinkers back to the tinkers and this is our like info dump intro to the way of the leaf yeah and I just my notes here are basically like poor Perrin because Isla, who is being very perceptive yes. as part of like talking about the way of the leaf and like why they don't choose violence is like, well, have you ever been in battle? Like, and has, has that made your life any better? Has picking up an ax made your life any better? And you're just like, Oh my God, leave Perrin alone. <laughs> like it's not his fault. I know he's been traumatized by these fucking show writers and like, just leave my baby alone. It just seems like, 
like it seemed unnecessary honestly like it's really painful to watch all it is like this is the problem with what they've constructed for Perrin yeah is that he's just trauma like there's nothing else yeah no he does nothing he has no agency like he has no he like he's not showing any personality aside from the trauma like what they have given him nothing to do it's really frustrating and It just, we're like, this is episode four. And yeah. Like, and we don't I know. know Perrin is boring, but like, <laughs> he doesn't have to be. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have he, to be. He doesn't have to be. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's okay. That that's all that is. That's all that happens. And then we go back to Tom and Randa, Matt, and boy, this stuff is. This is. I like. I actually quite liked, like, this is wild. I liked it, though. Like, yeah, for the most this part, is where they're fucking with us. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Rand and Matt are mucking at the stable and Tom is not helping because he's right. a gleeman and his hands. Um, <laughs> and then, like, Matt is feeling bad. Like, mm-hmm. clear. we and as readers, we know it's the dagger. If you have not seen if you have not read the books, you're like, the fuck is happening right now? Because the show is very, very subtle about this. Like in the books, it's like the dagger, the dagger, the dagger. Like it's it's the dagger. Um, I, I don't guess know if not, I actually. agree no, that it's that right. subtle. You're yeah, right. because what Wait, happens you, is you don't think no, because he goes off and he pukes and he yeah. like pukes up black stuff that then moves along the ground and on his face, and yeah. we have seen that visual before. Like we. We saw that in Shadar Lagoth. So, like, I don't actually, I, I, I don't think it's, it's that still, subtle. I don't know. I'm very curious, like, if you have, if for people who have not read the books, if they are picking up on that, because because of the way it gets explained away in a minute. Well, like, right? that's so fair. Like, this happens. That that whole thing happens. He's like, wa- he's outside. He's like trying to like wash his face or something or drink water. And then there's this scene with this little girl who comes out. And she's very, very little. And obviously she's there to remind Matt of his sisters. And in the way the book consistently, through all of Matt's being shitty with this dagger stuff, like the like progressive shittiness that happens with Matt on their trip to Camelin, Mm -hmm. we get like slight moments of humanity there. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is, which I really appreciate. Because, like, even if Matt does these horrible things and lashes out and has this fall or, like, whatever, he's, like, good at heart. Yeah. And wants to be good. And, like, when she gives him that doll. Whose name, by the way, is Brigitta, which has to be a reference, right? Right. 100%. Has yes. To be. Oh, my gosh. That moment, I was dying. I was dying. It's so good. Good. Yeah. And then we cut back, but right. This is the part where I see what you're saying because Tom is asking Rand about Matt and is like, Yes. This is where we get his whole Owen speech. And Mm he's he thinks Matt can channel. I was just like, oh my God. What a what a twist. What a what a flip. Because that's the thing, is like if you haven't read the books, like the show is being very subtle. Yeah. We've barely seen the dagger until the end of this whole yeah. thing. But like we've barely right. seen the dagger on Matt's person. And so for Tom to come out and be like, he might be able to channel. Like, we need to keep an eye on him. Like, I'm gonna mm. help you because 
of what the Aes Sedai did to my nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like how, like, Rand is like, you know a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Tom says, we call ourselves Gleeman. A silly name uh, makes us less frightening. Nothing's more dangerous than a man who knows the past. And you're like, ah, <laughs> Tom. Yeah, I do want to, before we move on to the next bit of this, I do want to mm-hmm. call out that we get a more accurate story of what happened to the male half of the one power from Tom. He says the dark one tainted it so that men, if they used it, would go mad, which mm-hmm. is a rebuttal to Leandrin's like, when you touch it, yes. you make it filthy, which I appreciated. Yes, I agree. I am also glad about that. Um, and we also get a clear sort of uh, explanation of what stilling is or yes, what yes. what happens to men who yes. are stilled or gentled. Yeah. yeah, or women. He says or for women. anybody who has touched mm-hmm. the source, like to have it removed basically means you don't want to live anymore. And he gives a really graphic example. It's rough. Yeah, it's, it's rough. very of, of what happened to Owen. And so that's, yeah. it's really sad. Um, and then we cut to this like scene of Moiraine staring at Loghain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh Kareni is there too, right? It's the two of them just like sitting there staring. Yeah, at they're just sitting and staring, holding the right. shield. And then we go just... to the warders hanging out, yeah. being buds. <laughs> I loved it. I love that it starts off with them like telling a funny story about Lan. Yes. And like then they're like, "So how did you guys meet?" And Lan <laughs> starts to like sort of pretend something, and then he's like, "I tracked him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found him. What's up? That was me. I did it. <laughs> it's so good it's so good and I also love how we get some like clear queerness here that was very satisfying to me also all of these warders are too handsome for their own they're all very very good looking ridiculous um we do have uh one of the warders I want because we've been talking about sort of some of the colorism that happened in the show yes one of the warders one of Alana's warders is a dark-skinned black actor um, which was nice to see. It's still yeah. largely like, it's like, it's still pretty, like the warders in general, like the show in general is still very diverse. Um, yeah. But that was just nice to see. And I liked sort of, like, again, they're giving them this, these like strong personalities that was so lacking in the books and just mm-hmm. the casual sort of like relationships these men have. Like there's yeah. nothing... Like, there's no sort of, like, toxic masculinity about it, mm-hmm. which I liked so, so much. Yeah, I agree. We do also get some info dumping here. Like, we get yes. a translation of what Aes Sedai means, which is mm-hmm. in servant of all, and, you know, more about, like, the bond between a warder and an Aes Sedai. But I thought it, I thought it worked. Yeah, I agree. I didn't, it didn't feel info dumpy. It felt like, okay... Because he's just, it's Stepin um, explaining to Nynaeve, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to Lan and Moiraine. Like, Lan, everybody sort of, like, gets up and leaves. Well, Alada comes by for her warders. Yeah, I was going to say, what happens <laughs> is, was I said I come by and get their warders. Like, there's yep. a, I think she's a green, another, or another green, I said I comes by and collects hers. And then Alana comes by and is like, hey. Um, <laughs> and Nynaeve's just like they don't they don't like yeah I know <laughs> and they're like oh, oh people can oh. do whatever they want yeah that's right that's right 
And then we see, right, and then we see Len and Moiraine in their tent, and it is very quiet and, like, intense. Yeah, I was a little, so, you know, there's that moment with Matt saying, uh, who's the fifth one? And then it cutting to Loghain, and then Lan and Moiraine have this conversation, and Lan's like, he's at least 10 years too old. Right. And I just... I, I f- I'm a little confused by why they're spending so much time on something that we know by the end of the episode, like, can't, like, cannot be the case. Yeah. Because it's I think, like, what? I think it's, I think they're trying to show Moiraine having doubt is really what it is. And and but she I, can't do that without a viable other option. I guess. It's just, it just felt like so much no, right? I agree. Like it's they lead really hard into like, wait, could it be him? And it is very it does seem like, okay, what is the purpose of this? Right? Like I liked the line of like, I don't think the dark one has any more idea of who the yes. dragon is than we do. Like that was kind of funny of like we're all just floundering and seeing and testing and trying. Right. Right. But just right. the like if it hadn't been the one two punch of like Matt being like yes. who's the fifth one and then cutting to Loghain and then also I don't think he I don't think the show needed both those points yeah yeah right yeah, like I, I yeah. think that was a little bit of overkill um I did like this moment with Lan and Moiraine like it's where where what does he say you always get emotional when I drink yes, that cracked me up that made me laugh but I liked that like that moment where like their heads turn in tandem. Yeah. It's such a strong partnership, which yes. is really nice to see. Yeah. Like there are moments at which I don't quite, I feel like I, I, I don't know how to say this. Like it's not unnerving, but it is unlike any other sort of relationship we see or tend to see in fiction. And so it's hard to know how to categorize it because you want to categorize it. But it's categorized as an Aes Sedai and a warder. But right. like there, right. there are these like long silences or like touches or whatever, and you're just trying to define what it is, and it's it's different. Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know. I I guess I don't feel like I have that hard of it. Like to me, it's just like a very true, real partnership. I am. Maybe I'm just still mad about the bathtub scene. <laughs> I that's that is possible and fair. I didn't hate it quite as much as you did. Like I think it was dumb, but I don't hate it the I way that you hate it. I'm gonna hate it forever. Yeah, that's forever fine. I'm gonna hate other things forever. So <laughs> we'll get to those. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, all right. So then we switch scenes again. We go back to Matt and Rand and Tom. No, 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 and, no. We're back. Oh, we're with the. Oh. You missed the travelers. Oh, you're right. I did miss the travelers. We're we're back with the travelers first, where there's a lot of dancing happening. Oh um, yeah, and then right. like Perrin is like kind of watching them dance, and then he disappears. I'm guessing to go brood somewhere. Uh, <laughs> he Egwene fixes a wagon wheel. <laughs> I know, but like Egwene and Aram is dancing, and and he asks about the song that they're looking for, and he says, mm-hmm. "In the last age, our people supposedly knew a song that brought harmony to the world." Um, and she's like, are you sure we haven't already found it? And I was like, yeah, cute. (laughs) it is. It's a really nice moment. Um, I also want to say I'm super glad they didn't do the sexy tinker dance. Yes, I agree. 
I was very ready when I heard the drums. I was like, oh, no, they're going to like do the whole scene where they're like the girls are dancing sexy and Perrin is embarrassed. And they did not do that. And I'm really pleased about that. I agree. Agree, agree, agree. On the other hand, Isla's white lady dreads are really starting to irk me. <laughs> right. I this is where I'm like Why? Why? You didn't need to do no, it. No, it's so unnecessary. It's, it's very so unnecessary. unnecessary. Like that wasn't you didn't have to. And I was like, are they trying to make the point that like all the travelers have like dreads? Is that like a thing? I don't know. I'm not into it. I'm not into it. Yeah, same. Again, context, real world context. You can want things to be outside of that context in your show but that doesn't mean that we don't bring context to it agreed uh <laughs> all right okay so then yeah so Egwene and Aram have this like very well, sweet well, moment so they have first Isla and Perrin have the conversation though where right. it's like yes there's only one way to end violence everybody everywhere has a stop it will take time because and I did like it it's not as like Perrin is not as condescending as he is in the books yes. about it. Like in the books, yeah. he's so condescending. Like they're like children who don't know any better. Um, and here it's like, no, this is a viable thing that people believe in that you just do not understand. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, takes, I liked that. It takes a while though. Cause she tells this whole personal story, which is very oh, sad, right. but like the scene is long. It's a long the scene, scene is long. And again, didn't, it doesn't need to be. No, no, no. Uh, right, and then we go back to Aram and Egwene, who are sitting together looking at the Milky Way, or whatever the in-world version of the Milky Way <laughs> is. And I guess I guess Aram is feeling neglected because Egwene is not staring lovingly into his eyes. So he just is like, well, who is he then? <laughs> because I know, right? clearly there must be somebody else if his charms are not working. <laughs> I mean, he is, like I said, distractingly good looking. Uh, so he's probably used to being fond over. <laughs> like let's be real yeah yeah so um, then yeah. so Egwene, he, he asks Egwene if she lost him and she's like no I would know and it's this nice moment about uh Egwene and Rand's bond even though like it's not going to be what they thought and then we get some more info dumping about the traveler version of Rumspringa yeah which I was like okay Right. It, it comes, it feels really out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't actually totally understand why we needed to know this. No. Especially like, unless they are going to significantly change the way Aram ends up leaving the travelers, mm. which that would be a fundamental, that would, that I would disagree with because that would be a fundamental character shift. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So like, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe it'll work. Like, uh, like for the most part, I'm on board with how they are they're adapting this stuff, so maybe it'll work. But like this did feel like very much like we okay, you're just talking at us right now. Yeah, right, right. It had no connection to what they were talking about. Egwene didn't ask. Like it, he, it has he doesn't he doesn't make it specific to himself. Like it doesn't it has no connection to anything as far as we can tell. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was definitely weird. Um, and then we're back with. Matt and Rand and the like horror part, which okay, Whew. yeah. Oh, but right, I did like the they're like Matt, they're like in the in the barn, and um, Rand says before he goes to bed, like I'm here, you know that, right? No matter what happens, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Like buddies. <laughs> uh, and then we get a Rand dream, and again, this is one of those like hints. I feel like. Mm. 
because Rand is seeing everybody in his dream. Like he sees Perrin mm. hammering at Layla's body. He sees Matt with his like bloody hand. He sees Baalzaman taking Egwene who is calling for Rand, but Rand sees them all. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So like, I just, I feel like the show is very much like, I know all this other shit is going on, but don't worry. Rand is still Rand. <laughs> Yeah, and then he wakes up, Tom is comforting him, but Matt is gone, and Ooh. then shit gets so real, they, like, big. go... <laughs> like, go ahead. It's, like, big Lord of the Rings energy again, because it's, like, <laughs> when Frodo is, like, they're here. Oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> uh, everyone is dead, and Matt is standing in the middle of the carnage, staring, like, up... At the and second, has his dagger like, pointed up yeah. and saying, like, I see you. And black is cutting coming out of his mouth. And then there's a fade. Ooh. Ooh. And it's then, very scary. It's so scary. And then Tom starts throwing his knives and, like, telling them to run. And they do. Like, and, like, book they, it. Yeah, they leave him behind and they get on their horses and the child is like dead, has been killed, like with stabbed in the back. And I let me just say for a second that I truly believed for at least 30 seconds that Matt had killed all of these people. Uh, Yeah. Under the influence of the dagger. Yes, that was clearly intentional, but I'm very glad it didn't happen. (laughs) Yeah. You can't come back from that. No, but the, the interesting thing is I don't actually feel like it the scene is conclusive it's one not. way or another it's not the only clue that we really get is that there is no blood on matt's dagger yeah there's no blood on his dagger there's no blood on like other than like the black stuff like he's just dirty right but rand is and when they're leaving rand is like pulling him along like we have yeah. to go because matt is so overwhelmed and horrified at the scene um so this is obviously like a big pulling together of a lot of pieces of the Matt and Rand journey. Like it's yeah. the fight that they have where they lose Tom against the fade in that town. I think um, it's Whitebridge that it happens. Bridge, in right. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. So it's that fight in Whitebridge. It's like uh, the dark, not the dark friends, but it's, it's bringing all these different pieces. I think it's, if it evokes that, um, that, in that like creepy in where they're locked in the oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 like yeah. it it it's not that but it evokes that feeling mm. so like I think they're just like they're pulling a lot of the like things that will evoke what happened on that journey and I think it's smart the way they're handling it I will say that one of the things that I I don't know how I'm gonna feel about this is that they have such a short amount of time with Tom. before now they're separated from him again and I don't I haven't seen the next couple episodes I have no idea how long it takes them to be reunited if even they're gonna do that but like again I'm a little sad like he didn't like we we see Tom being protective because of this potential channeling thing but we don't get to see him like teaching them things and like that relationship actually getting more depth which then justifies how important that relationship is later on so like I genuinely wonder about that yeah I'm not sure how they're gonna do it and it, it is like I think they had to make some hard choices yeah is yeah. my guess right. um 
but yeah, I agree with you. It's a little sad that we don't get to see more of Tom and them building their kind of fr- like friendship because we yeah. get him and he and Matt have their moment. But the one with Rand is very it's it's far less on Rand's side and much more on Tom's side, whereas the one with Matt felt like equal. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah. All right. So then we we switch scenes again. <laughs> To Aes Sedai. Yep. We're back in the Aes Sedai camp. Nynaeve is following Lan into the woods. Yes, she is. (laughs) (laughs) And then we like, but we immediately, we lose them for a second. We go back to Kareni talking to Leandrin. They're in the cave with Loghain. Yeah. And Leandrin's basically like, if the, like, if he broke out, the three O's would let us gentle him. <laughs> like, just saying. Yeah, yeah. And I did like this moment from Kareni being like, you are of the Red Aja, and the Red Aja are the ones who are supposed to uphold the law. Like, yeah. you should be reminding me. And it's nice to see the Red Aja given something to do other than be awful. Like, I much prefer this sort of idea that, like, the Red Aja is there to see that the law is is enforced equally and fairly and like they're not doing that but that's what they're supposed to do they're not it's not evil by nature it's what they're doing with it yeah I agree I liked that a lot too of just like getting the clear sense of who these ajas are like without the hyperbolic way in which their their sisters act sometimes yes yes um then we're back with Lana and I need (laughs) oh my god and it's really cute. It's so stinking cute. Oh, it's like really gentle flirting. Like, I love it so much. Oh, yes. Lan has been praying and she is like, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. And he's like, no, no. And she asked him what he was doing. And this is where we get a little touch of Lan's background because mm-hmm. um, he says, you know, it's for the seven towers of Malkier and like so that we remember what we lost and what we hope to find again. And then she shows him this prayer that she was the last thing that her parents said to her before they died. Oh, my God. I'm like losing my shit. And she doesn't know. know what it means. And, and he translates it for her. I was, uh, and it's a Manetherin thing. And then they like, there's this moment. Oh, my God. Where yes. she's like, you were not what I expected. And and he says you're exactly what I expected, and we don't get to hear what that is. I know because she says like, "What what were you expecting?" And before he can answer, <laughs> stupid Logan, stupid army. God, so angry! Stop interrupting my cute romance. I know it's so infuriating. <laughs> but I will say so. Like this this army comes in, and like Alana, who had that whole thing, it was like, "I never thought I would actually be on a battlefield." Like. The thing with the arrows was oh, so yeah. cool. Super cool. Right? Also, should... oh. we we do see Lan literally throw his body in front of Nynaeve's when yep. he realizes that they're shooting arrows. Yep. Side note. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, but yes, Alana like turns all the arrows around and throws them back and is well, so no, she, badass. Well, they like, she stops them in the air. Yeah. And then they hover and like turn downwards and then as the men come running in uh led by that king that Loghain saved at the top of the episode she lets the arrows fall and rain down upon them and it's just 
cool as shit. Yeah. Um, but I did this whole battle scene I thought was awesome because we got to see how all the different sisters fought. And Naomi right. still got to like stab the shit out of somebody. <laughs> and Lan still got to save her. Like yeah. I liked everything about it. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Uh, there's a yes. lot of like running through woods and like, you know, all of that stuff. And then so. Oh, do we skip the part where Logan takes out Kareni and Leandrin? No, 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 no. That's after it's this. after okay. this part. Okay. So Logan, so Moira, everybody is out. Logan and Moiraine. Um, oh no, did we skip it? Yeah, yeah, we skipped yeah, it. We so did. I think I think Logan what happens is, up. yeah, Logan, yeah, like they Kareni's wards alert her that people are coming. They're in. She's in the cave with Leandrin, and then yeah, 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 yeah. as they're distracted, Logan like manages to channel hard enough to like blow them back, and they get knocked out. And then you see Moiraine's shadow. Like, it's very dramatic. She's coming. It is very dramatic. She's walking into the cave. And I'm like, oh, shit. She's going to fight him. And then, no, instead, she's like, they okay, we don't have that much time to talk. You're like, oh, what are so you doing? <laughs> but I loved what, so what um, Loghain says here is, I can hear them when I channel all of them, whispers of a thousand dragons that preceded me, a thousand lives I've led. And they'll mm -hmm. teach me how to be better this time. Isn't that what the wheel wants? And I was like, oh, that's so good and so it's interesting. So good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And Moiraine's answer is also great, which is yes. the wheel can't want things. People want things. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. God. And so she ends up stalling. Like she's stalling him in conversation mm -hmm. to let Kareni and Leandrin like wake up enough to like try to take him back out again yeah and this is he, the part that makes well what this is the part that makes me super mad actually <laughs> well yeah i know because cause... he like somehow makes this weapony thing and and Kareni sees before it actually happens that it's gonna break through their shielding. So she chooses to drop her own shield and reinforce Moiraine and Leandrin and is killed. And I just have to say that it is like these writers are trying to collect all of the crappy tropes. Like we've had a fridging, we've had like super dark skinned villains, and now we have a black woman sacrificing her life for two white women. And I know that the rest of the context of the show is important, but it is so distracting and infuriating to me that like, it's like they're playing bingo or something. Like why, why, why does this keep happening to this me? This was less, like this was not as frustrating to me as the other few instances because you have, like she's, the visuals and the optics of it are not good. I agree with you. Like it's, it's, it, it they should have found another way to do it. But with this, the way to not do it was to not cast that actress. Yeah. Which like, she's great. Like I don't. She's very good in that yeah. role. Yeah. Um, because the only way to do it is to not cast her in that role. And you can't put her like, I would not have wanted them to make Leandrin a person of color. No, no, like, no, right? No. Like that, right. that to me is like, well, this is an instance in which, and because you have other women 
of color in that in the eyes to die. Yes. Like, no, I I get like I said, I get that it's part of I a know. context that is broader. I will say I don't a hundred percent know why that character had to die, to be perfectly honest. Like she ends up being the only one out of a very large group of people who could have died to die. I which... have my suspicions. Okay. So I just, I, have... I would like, it, the story did not present a compelling enough reason for me. Like she could have been injured, but like, did she have to die? I don't know uh, why she had to die. I have my suspicions on why. All right. Um, well. That I, but I, I don't know if they are correct or not, but I have some guesses as to why. Uh, and part of it is that so she does um she like what happens is she first dies and then step in yeah they're like uh step in runs in because he's felt it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right and he runs mm-hmm. in and there's the shield and he goes to Logain and accidentally cracks the shield mm-hmm. because he's so furious and so hurting over the death of his Aes Sedai. And then that weapon thing comes out and nearly kills everyone. And he so shatters. Then- Logan uses the axes that Stepan has tried to attack him with and shatters them into like a billion pieces of shrapnel, yeah. which then everybody at this point has like come into the cave. Like all of the warders and the Aes Sedai and Nynaeve have come into the cave and everybody gets hit with shrapnel to the point where like everybody is probably dying now. Yeah, like Lan, Lan, his jugular has been split. Like- Lan in particular is the focus of this yes. point. Yes. Because Nynaeve sees him goes de- go down and sees the blood cup pouring out of it. And Daniel Henny in the scene is very good because he's yes. just like, like, like it's not even that he's hurt. He's horrified that he has been hurt and can't fathom how he found himself in this position. Yeah. Yeah. Cause right? it's so sudden. Yeah. It's so sudden. And then Nynaeve screams like, no, no, no. And it's that anger that we know and yes. that we've been waiting for. And there's this huge bright light Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden everyone is healed yeah and it was like now we're meant to think Nynaeve is the dragon yes that is because also we skipped over this bit of dialogue but in the conversation between Moiraine and Loghain when she's stalling him she's like I need you to know that like you as strong as you are your power is nothing before the power of the dragon reborn, which will be like, she makes some reference to it being like a bright sun. And, and he says that line back, he has watched like stunned as, you know, Nynaeve like channels and heals everybody. And he Mm -hmm. says, it's like a bright sun. So clearly the mantle of like who it could be is being passed to Nynaeve. And then like Leandrin uses this opportunity to gentle him. Yes. To like we're doing it and the right. sequence is actually like really fucking cool like the way it I don't looked know. I liked it I, I liked I've, the visuals of it I felt really over like choreographed to me like there's I, so, I, I, maybe it's just because I'm increasingly like nervous about these hand motion things and there's so many hand motion thingies in this yeah sequence. you're not wrong um you're not wrong but it yeah. feels like it feels to me it felt like this is a tradition that we have learned and this is how we do it and this is how we're doing mm. it um mm. and then i loved Alana, i mean there's like, definitely in. yes 
to to add her strength to it. Yeah, it's she's the last one in, right? I I, I mean, it, there is a ritual feel to it, which I'm fine with. It's just how choreographed the movements are. Again, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, well, we this is another put a pin in it, and we'll, yes, yes, we'll yeah, we'll get further. to it. Yeah, but yeah, so then the episode ends with all of the like uh, black infused channeling power like drifting like getting pulled out of Logan yeah. and he's like crying on the floor oh, and then we awful. zoom in on Nynaeve who is just like staring yep <laughs> so intense yep it is horrifying but yeah really good episode oh it's really I this is the best one by far for sure I just genuinely they just get better and like like even with those like pieces that are frustrating and difficult, mm-hmm. I think just like they've really like they're really getting what matters about this show yeah. and folding the story in that stays true to like kind of the spirit of it in a really yeah. nice way. I think like it's I it's going to be super divisive among the fandom for sure. Yeah. But I am on board with how they are <laughs> adapting it. Yeah, they're getting there. I'm extremely interested. And I do mm. think some of these choices are really smart and interesting. Yes. I at the same time that I am like nervous and or frustrated by other choices. So it's yeah. still a mixed bag for me. But I do think I'm where you were last time where it's like 80 20 is at this point. Is yeah, I think I'm still in the same place. It's like 80 yeah. 20. I like more than I don't like. Yeah. Um. And the, I, actor, the actors are all so fucking good. so good. Jesus and Christ, like, they're good. Like, I'm sad. Again, I'm going to say this every week. I'm so sad Barney Harris got recast. I think <laughs> he's so good as Matt. Like, I just, I, I'm, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of what Marcus Rutherford can do as Perrin. Because I oh, don't yes. think he's being he's given enough. He's so underused right now. So underused. Very, very underused. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, I agree with you. I think everyone is really, really good. But like for me, the highlights are Zoe Robbins as uh, Nynaeve and oh yes. Barney Harris. They're both like just outstanding. They're killing it. Yeah, they're killing it. And that's episode four. <laughs> yeah, we will be back for episodes five and six and seven and eight. <laughs> <laughs> And then I guess we'll wait a whole year <laughs> for the next season. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Uh, all right. So our TV show recap episodes will be dropping on Saturdays for the most part. Um, and yeah, then we'll pick back up in January with a new spring. The book recap, I think we'll be kind of fig- I think we'll probably be able to do more chapters at a time with that one is my guess yeah we'll um, see. and those episodes will drop on wednesdays as usual uh where we'll post about them and have a conversation about them and stuff uh hashtag tarvalon or bust or on our patreon indeed and so many thanks go out to our patreon supporters Janae H, Jennifer P, Peace Vulcan, Rio W, Christina G, Chaitali S, Charlie E, Arcade, Stephen S, James, Barry Q, Ruth A, Catherine, Jetlag Jessica, Support Your Local Library, Sam S, David U, Amy R, Meridim, Mimi K, Amanda, and Mark D, Heather J, Christina M, Malia H, Keith Series G, Olivia K, Joshua S, Nicholas E, Michelle S, Michelle D, Danae, Destination Toast, 
MJ, Kat S, Jericho W, Saber Bouquet, Thomas K, Elizabeth F, Emily, Evans K, Ola J, Yulia S, and Brian D. And you can hang out with us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash or bust. A big thank you also goes out to Brian Dunn, our fellow Wheel of Time fan and musician who created the amazing intro and outro tracks for this podcast. And you can find more of his work at briandunnmusic.net. That's Brian with a Y and Dunn with two N's. If you are enjoying the show, please do leave a review and or rating on the podcast platform of your choice. It really helps other people find the show and we really appreciate it. And in between shows, you can find us places. Uh, Preeti, where are you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I am on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and TikTok at Run with Skizzers, S-K-I-Z-Z-E-R-S. Um, I am also co-hosting Desi Geek Girls uh, with Swapna Krishna, which I think this week we are going to be talking about Shang-Chi and actually also the Wheel of Time. But... Mm. Swapna and I are going to be talking about it from the perspective of someone who has not read the books because Swapna has not read them. And I am very excited to have that conversation. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L, or on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. And this episode is not the ending. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the Wheel of Time, but it is an ending. Mm-hmm.